Welcome to the first episode of He Said, She Said, a brother and sister duo who are fathered by a man that they never really knew. So before we jump into you getting on me, let's first talk about what this podcast is, how it came about, and what the people can expect. So so you doing that or I'm doing that? You're doing it. Well, why do I have to do it? Because you're the you're the oldest. And that means what? That means you go first. <laughs> um, so as I try to get my mic fixed, because you know I always have some kind of contraption to add to this. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so you know this to me came about with Sasha and I talking about our relationship with our father. Um. And, you know, some of the challenges we probably both, well, not probably, we both grew up with, um, but in a uniquely different way, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, I spent a lot of time with my dad over the years. um, And I had a first-hand account uh, for many things and understand how I grew up and how he shaped me. But, uh, you know, upon his death almost three years ago, uh, even though I had, you know, a firsthand uh, or eyewitness account of being around him a lot, um, there's still a lot, you know, in his passing that I just just feel uh, left unanswered. Um, But so the beauty of it is, Sasha, on the other hand, you didn't Mm -hmm. spend a lot of time with him. Right. And as we talked about some of the things I know you've struggled to get to know who you are and mm-hmm. and your identity is linked to him and you and I were just talking about how even though we came from two different places meaning you know you would think that me being closer to him that I would still know him right. more than you but there's still a this you know I think we're in place ironically mm-hmm. um so you know one of his uh a, a, a gentleman who worked for him who was his bodyguard when he was the minister of national security called uh our father the most popular loner mm-hmm. and the way he operated he was very complicated as you and i probably are and unknown noticing in our adult years right and he had many relationships with a lot of people. And I think the beauty of him was he was able to make everybody feel special in the moment. Mm-hmm. Right. But, um, you know, now that he's gone, it's, it's, it's so, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of comical that we all kind of left feeling like we knew him. Mm-hmm. But still that there's a, uh, some questions or, or doubts as to how you know the 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 closeness of the relationship, and I'm not saying that, I'm not suggesting that we weren't weren't close. Please don't don't get me wrong, but 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 there are, there's a mystery when it comes to uh, to my father that we're all trying to solve. So <laughs> that's what it feels like. So I yeah, so I see this as being therapeutic, and mm-hmm. you know, look, I'm not trying to go down memory lane here. Um, and make myself feel down uh, and make you feel down. I think 
we should both look at this as an opportunity for like therapy, right. but something that we're doing together. Um, and who would have thought, right? After all these years and the trials and tribulations that, that we've gone through separately, yep. and even endured a little bit together, that would be, we would be at this point. So that's what I want to accomplish through it, but I'm curious to figure out what, what, what you'd like to see. Sure. So I feel like it's super dope that um, we are recording this the day before Father's Day. Like, I don't yeah. know if, if that hit you, but it literally just hit me just now. Um, yeah. And I remember the Father's Day that uh, preceded his his death, like the final year that he would be alive or whatever the case may be. Like, I remember how solemn that day was for me. And I, I, I feel like I was like a zombie just going through the motions of a day yeah. that I couldn't really connect with. And to your point, like three years later, I'm, he may not be here for either of us but we both share this commonality and this day is so much different than it was even three years ago. And so I'm looking forward to um, this being therapeutic as well. And I feel like there's so many other people that share our story. Um, right. And I, I heard it once said like father fractures, right? Um, people deal with father fractures, meaning trying to put the pieces together of their lives where they might have been hurt or been, you know, their father was missing or in and out of their life or whatever the case may be. And now they're fractured, not necessarily broken, but sometimes fractures do more damage than a broken bone ever will. Right. right. And so I, I, my hopes is that through our story and how we've managed to heal over the years that um, those fractures that other people face when it comes to fatherhood um that they find healing through our story so yeah. i found healing yeah. through our story um even you know the days where i kind of can't put my identity together and mm -hmm. you know we go down memory lane so to speak or you put the pieces of the puzzle together for me even what you said just now about how he had a bunch of different relationships with people and each relationship was special like yeah. i literally struggle with that all my life like I have five or six girlfriends and I have different relationships with each of them. And each, mm -hmm. each of them are very special to me. And they're all like my best friends. And people used to make fun of me and say like, oh my gosh, you have so many friends. There's no way that you can connect with all of those people. But genuinely, Brian, like I, I connect, like I have right. warehouse space for those relationships. Um, and so when you tell me things like that, it's like, okay, this is why I am the way that I am. And so right. it, I think that our relationship has put the pieces of, of the mystery together for me. Um, and I'm looking forward to sharing that with the world, I guess. Yeah. And, and the thing about, um, you know, typically black families don't talk about their relationships and the complication that exists. Mm. And, um, you know, even in the Bahamas too, I mean, it's taboo to, to kind of talk and, and air and air these types of things. But um, I see it differently, right? I see liberation. Mm -hmm. um, and also too, to your point, I'm sure that there are countless stories in the Bahamian community, the American community, the black community uh, that share uh, similar events mm -hmm. and um, and you talk about fractures and, and 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 broken bones and broken relationships right but if you really think about it sometimes um, the fractures are better than a broken bone right because okay. it gives 
the body a, a chance to heal but not totally be broken mm. and there may be times you know and i hope that when we go through this journey together uh what i hope for you is that you know you come to peace with the story that was written for you mm-hmm. and I, you know i don't like to use the word closure because i think you know, I think closure, when I think of closure, you're closing the door on something. But I think when it comes to raw emotions and relationships and family stuff, closure is something people throw around, but I think it's not, it's not reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so, so what I hope is that you get a little bit more understanding and then you would, what you take away from it is, uh, while it may not have been the ideal situation for me, it's my story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it shaped me into who I am. And because, you know, I believe that once you come to that full realization, then you can finally move on. Mm-hmm. And you can finally uh, enjoy life. But I, I don't see you having any problem enjoying life, by the way. So let me, <laughs> let me, take, <laughs> let me, let me just make that clear. But, but I do know that, that there's an enjoyment that you have, but then there's also the progress you make. And then there's also the times where you may take a step back, right? Because something comes to mind and you, you may feel like some part of you is missing. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean. I, a full enjoyment and full appreciation for your journey and understanding that at the end of the day, while you may not have had that father figure in your life, I heard you tell so many stories about people who stepped up mm-hmm. and were in, in your life and were very uh, inspirational and motivational. And maybe they were the best thing for you and what you wanted was not the best thing for you because mm, that's the way God works. Right. And trust me, I'm not, not religious at all. I mean, in terms of, I'm not going to tell you anything because you're in church way more than me, but that doesn't mean but, I'm religious. I'm not. Religious. Yeah. But, but, but I do have a divine connection. I feel okay to God where, where I feel like I, I, I you know, I I'm, I'm at peace with a lot of things and my peace with, with how I grew up uh, because I, I choose to focus on the, positive important things that have happened and i just know that they will never be have never been anything that i planned it was all planned for me man this is so good like even while you're talking like i'm taking so many notes and this is why this podcast exists because i feel like that wisdom that our father had and the reasons why people sat at his feet are evident in you Mm -hmm like period it's always been and you've always every time that i've encountered you um i've felt that protector and i don't know if i've ever told you this but you know you have that protector thing that he had like if he was around everything was going to be okay you didn't have to worry about a thing um and for that i'm so glad that we are able to cultivate and discover our relationship um because i definitely feel like you have that thing um he had so a couple of things that you said. So last night, um, I do have a separate um, thing going on and it's called a seat at the table where I bring in different guests um, and we just talk about branding. We talk about business. We talk about career development or whatever. And um, the guest last night, Toya X, she talked about identity and we asked her, what is her philosophy around identity? And she said that identity, you get to the trueness of who you are when you strip yourself of all the lies, right? Either yeah. that mm-hmm. other people have told you or that you've told yourself. 
and when you get right. to a place where you can strip yourself down of all of that then you get to the true basis of who you are and so i feel like these past three years have been just that stripping myself of who i thought our father was stripping mm-hmm. myself of of what the life that i thought i should have had that i didn't right stripping myself of all of that um stripping myself of of the ideologies and the person that I thought I needed to be in order to receive love from other people. Like I've spent yep. the past three years stripping myself of that. And am I done? Absolutely not. But it's a journey, right? The other yeah. thing you talked about is closure. And I never looked at it like that before, but just like wholeness is a journey. Like I don't feel like we'll ever be whole until we get to to heaven. Like whatever Absolutely. our final destination is, right? Then we'll 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 get that wholeness. I don't think we'll ever get closure until we get to that final destination. Like I feel like, and I'm not saying that I'm right. I'm by no means a psychologist or a therapist or anything like that. But I mm-hmm. feel like you come to peace i think that's what you said like you come to peace with different facets of your life but i don't ever think you get closure and i think if we stop telling people the lie that closure exists right (laughs) right? that that they'll heal probably at a faster rate like when father's day comes around i might still feel a little sting in my heart yeah the expectation of closure means that tomorrow will come and i won't feel anything right but that's a lie like i might still feel a thing in my heart but it doesn't mean that I'm not healed, but it just means that I'm human. So I love that you said that we may never get closure, just like we may never be whole, but we come into new facets of who we are because of the journey. Absolutely. I mean, and 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 I think everybody chases this idea of closure and they do it because, you know, um, society tells you that you have to seek closure to move on right so it's like that one hurdle or one door that you have to unlock to finally move on but i think you can do both um i think that there are some things that you happen in your life in your childhood that you'll never forget and you know why because you're human mm. uh, there there are things that you just can't erase you can't control all delete in your life because they were there but i believe that what you can do is accept them for what they are if if you were wrong in any way understand that the the, the the thing that happened to you was not because of you. Mm. You didn't like you didn't bring that on. If something ill happened to you, for example, like, like let's say, let's take the recent George Floyd killing mm-hmm. and murder, Ahmaud Aubrey. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I know we don't want to probably we want to stick to our family, but let's look at those situations to for my example. Mm-hmm. It's common practice for people to find a solution and or a cause as to why those things happen and thing the thing that comes up is what victim blaming right mm-hmm. well had george floyd uh, not come on bill, right he would not have gotten killed mm. had amon aubrey not looked into that empty house two or three times they would have no reason to chase him and eventually he brought that on himself wow so what happens, right, is we uh, struggle and we society tells us that we have to seek and find closure because we need an answer. And sometimes, like with the passing of uh, Bernard Jonathan Nottage, uh, I had to come to a tough conclusion that I was not going to get closure. Mm. 
that the way he died, how he died, um, it was not going to happen. Wow. And I have also had to come to the conclusion that I may never get an answer on what preceded his death. I may never get an answer of as to why people acted the way they did after his death. And it's taken me three years, three years to finally have some sort of peace. Wow. But like you said, it doesn't mean that tomorrow at some point, I don't know when it will hit me that I no longer have a father. Right. It doesn't mean that at some point, you know, that I won't get angry about something. Mm -hmm. But what I have gotten better at though, Sasha, is dealing with it and moving on. Mm -hmm. um, I once uh, heard, a, heard a, a death described this way. I think I may have told you this before, but maybe I didn't. But um, the I can't remember the lady's name, and please forgive me. The lady who uh, who was run down in Charlottesville during the the protest um, uh, a few years ago. Mm -hmm. I, I remember and, the situation, but I don't remember. Yeah, and her, they interviewed her mother, mm -hmm. um, and they were talking about her 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 life. Uh, man, I wish I had her her, her name because I I don't want to disrespect the dead. But um, and her mom said she described grief this way. She said. You know, and I think we're still going through a period of grief, right? With our family situation. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. She said grief is like standing on a beach in low tide with at the shore. And the waves are coming slowly but surely. And all of a sudden, and you notice being in Florida and being in Bahamas, one wave comes along and just knocks you on your ass. Mm -hmm. Um. You don't know where it came from. You don't know why it happened. Mm. And you find yourself like in the water, sand everywhere. And like, well, geez, what just happened? That's what I believe we will continue to go through through our life. But I believe that the secret to all of it is that how quickly do you get up and bounce back from it? Mm. And each time you go through that, each time you mature, and as we have this journey and this story together, what I hope is that we see those waves coming and they don't have as much of an impact on us. Because at the end of the day, as I look to the right on my shoulder with Brenna J. Nottage standing or looking over me on my wall, um, I know that that's not what he what he would have wanted. What he would have wanted is mm -hmm. this moment right here. Wow. And it's for us to be talking and <laughs> opening up the dialogue, right? Mm -hmm. uh, he would never in his wildest dreams believe that this could happen, but he knows that we have it in us. Yeah. And so what I need you to know is as we move forward in this journey, we learn more and you ask me all kinds of questions, whatever you want. Um, even though he may not have been around, he was highly influential in your, in your life. Mm -hmm. And maybe his absence. OK. Yeah. Was the strength and determination and all those adjectives you could use for your success that you needed that he may not have ever been able to give you and if he was around could have been more detrimental to you than anything else wow so i was able to find um the young lady's name god bless her soul her name is heather Hayer. yes yep heather. yep that's that's what um, yep that's who it is um but wow so again a couple of things that you said that i want to go back to is the victim blaming and even as 
a, a, a young woman, a young professional, a wife, you know, a black woman, mm-hmm. even I've tried to rationalize, right? Why things happen. So even in my mind, I'm like, okay. And, and even being on the, on the positive side or however you want to call it, I don't even know. Um, even being on the black side of it, I'll just say that, right? Like I'm right. at those situations and I put the what ifs, like what if they didn't do this and what if they didn't do that? And it's it's been such um, a difficult thing to reprogram my mind to think that way, Brian, like, mm-hmm. and say, no, they were just being human and right. they were just doing what humans do. Living. Living, right. Yep. And even as young women, young men, or whomever that face traumatic things in our childhood, I think the difficulty in getting over it is you start to victim blame yourself. Like, right. what if I did this? What if I did that? But at the end of the day, I think you might have told me this when it first happened. Like, you were the child. You're mm-hmm. not responsible for the reaching out and the connecting and the trying and and all of that. That was not your responsibility. Your responsibility is to do what you were doing and just be the child. Right. And I think that that is what stops us from getting to peace in grief is we try to the woulda, shoulda, coulda. What if I called or what if I had done this or what if I had just gotten on a plane or I remember um, I was home for a funeral that he was officiating or Mm -hmm. doing the eulogy for. And I remember Mm -hmm. sitting in the crowd and looking up at him I remember when he got off the stage and sat down next to his security and the people that he came with. I remember being a spit throw away from him and thinking back at that situation in 2015, like I should have went up to him. I should have did this. I should have did that. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the end of the day, I was still a child and all I knew to do at that time, even though I was a grown woman, but I went back into the little girl, the nervous little girl. was to respect the man that I knew. Like, I mm-hmm. remember thinking like, what would he have wanted in this in this moment? Um, how has our relationship been? It, it wasn't one that was in the open. I knew that he was a person with a profile and a high status, you know what I mean? So I didn't yeah. want to bring that to him in that moment. But in his death, I was like, oh my God, I should have did this. I should have did that. I should have went up to him. I should have spoke to him. But I only did what I knew to do. Right. Yeah. And 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 I think the thing about it is um you know you have to go with whatever is in your heart at the moment mm-hmm. and make the best judgments and best action at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh and be ready able able and willing to move on and accept the result so one of the things and and, and i, I we, we have so many so much to get to i think we we can go we can jump around the story but i'll just tell you this one of the things that i know what i learned to come and respect about him is that his philosophy was this he's like look i've i've made a lot of mistakes um and one thing I've learned, Brian, he would tell me is I've learned to live with my regrets. Mm. There are some things that I know I didn't do right uh, that I may need to make amends for, but I may well run out of time to do it. 
And as selfish as it may feel or seem, um, I'm willing to live with it. And I never understood that at the time. Um, because, you know, I, you know, you and I, especially you, you, you're, I'm, I'm 45 now. Right. So mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're younger than me, but I think we grew up in this era of communications, right? Communication. Mm-hmm. We grew up in the era of social media, Facebook, like everything is out in public, mm-hmm. but the people from our, the, our parents from that era didn't grow up that way. Mm-hmm. And I would venture to say that in the Bahamas, you know, there's probably people who still don't share everything the bahamas is a very bahamians are a very private society i mean of course we gossip and do all kinds of different things Mm -hmm, right but mm -hmm. at the end of the day you ain't sharing your own dirty life correct okay because um and and i believe that there's respect there and i understand that era but there's also power in doing this Mm -hmm. there's also a liberation and and what, what what i've come to realize is that you have to have um, some mixture of both, right? And understand that sometimes children need to know uh, what happened, why it happened, and they need to have that dialogue because through dialogue, you know, then the fear releases, the restriction releases. Like now you can actually breathe, right? Because Mm -hmm. you're no longer assuming, and like you said, blaming yourself for a lot of things. There are more, there's more to the story behind the scene that that existed and but you tell yourself a lie you tell yourself right you know right. Fault. like all these things happen so i believe this these kind of kinds of conversations are very very important for for people to move on uh but not necessarily get closure gosh so you so getting back to my statement with him is you, you, you what i've learned is you know you make the best decision at the time you got to live with it right wrong or indifferent and that may mean you may hurt some feelings that may mean you may not forgive certain people that may mean that relationships are broken and burnt down forever and you got to be okay with that there are people who i lost who you lost who we all lost through the the passing of my father right mm-hmm and you know people always tell me well you know you gotta forgive and blah blah and i understand i mean i think you could forgive but never forget Mm -hmm. you can um also to understand that people come and go in your life some of them your family members and it's for a season and when they show you who they are, believe them. Mm-hmm. Don't have them hurt or malice, malice in your heart for them. But you also don't have to bend over backwards to salvage something that's insalvageable. Don't ever compromise who you are and your integrity. I don't care who it is. Hmm. So there's uh, my heart. So there's a whole lot to unpack here, Sasha. Like, oh you know, what I mean? yeah. like, <laughs> like there's so much to unpack. And that's why I'm glad that podcasting is a platform that allows you to stop where you are, continue conversations. Like, I don't know how many episodes we plan on doing, but there's just so much to unpack. And so 
for those who are listening, we are unpacking in front of the world. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, absolutely. So, so, so maybe, maybe, maybe we could do now, Sasha, because I know, yeah. you know, and this is my first time doing this and you obviously love to talk and you, you could tell I love to talk mm-hmm. as well. Right. Uh, but maybe what we should do is just like talk about some of the things we want to address coming up. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I had sent you a list of things that, you know, and I don't know if we can, we need to do them in any particular order, but um, you want me to read those off? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Okay. So, so as we go on this journey together, I think we can uh, look at it in several different ways. But one, one of the things that I want to do is because you, you told me a few stories that I had no idea of what happened to you uh, when you were grow- growing up, but I, I think we, we should talk about our childhood, mm-hmm. right? I think we should have an episode on our mothers. Um, we can talk about high school, our high school lives, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, college, key moments, um, something that I call unnatural traits. So, so things that I think are pretty unique to me and you. Mm-hmm. Um, family history. I would love to open up the floor to to to, to our cousins to um, to to give them a platform as well. I think this could be a great healing for them as well. Um, and complicated introduction. I think the way you and I <laughs> oh my God. very complicated, right? Yes. And then, and then, um, I think we could also talk about death and, uh, and then the afterlife, right? So, so, you know, all of these things rolled up to the combination, the combination of, of the passing of our father yeah. and the uniqueness in the, all the stuff that went on there you know not getting too deep Mm -hmm. uh, at all but i feel like the afterlife episode or podcast really talks about how we're going to move forward together continue on our own legacies but also to you know work and strive to continue his legacy right uh, as well which is us you know getting together and, and being closer and doing what we're doing right now so that's those are my thoughts. I, I think you agree. I'm in total agreement and alignment with that. And I'm glad that you um, brought up legacy because I think legacy is something that's been super heavy um, on my heart. And I've been going back and forth with this comparativeness, right? And not saying comparing myself to um our father at all because the vastness of so we have to have one episode where we at least maybe in the next episode we'll we'll go through and tell you guys who he is the impact that he's made um on not just the nation um of bahamas um but just across the world like he was right. just such an amazing man um and so wanting to break down um who he is what did he accomplish and then what does legacy mean to either of us? Um, mm-hmm. Because we lived back to the topics, just different lives, right? And we are different people. We're different from our dad. But at the same time, like he left such a a mantle. Um, and how do we either pick up that mantle or what parts of that mantle do we take to be impactful in in the space of the world that we take up? So I think that's probably a good place place to end it because um, my heart is full. Like I can't even, there's so much to even digest in what we <laughs> talked about. Um, but with Father's Day rolling around um, tomorrow, what do you want people to leave with at the end of this episode? 
Um, let's see. From my perspective, when I think about Father's Day, I think we have to understand that our fathers and mothers, you know, are doing the best they can. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we're doing right now is attempting to unpack the baggages that we inherit. Okay. Mm-hmm. So think about when you're traveling as a young child and you have your little carry on, right? You know, maybe it's like Hello Kitty or or Star Wars or something. You you know, that's a bag you're carrying, mm-hmm. right? As you get older, you pick up bags along the way. Then, you know, your parents are dealing with a lot of, lot of baggage too. Mm-hmm. And somehow some of those bags get unloaded on you. Yeah. So, so when you think about parenting, it, it, you know, you're, you're trying to unravel complications or situations you were put in from your past. So uh, when it comes to Mother's Day and Father's Day, I think we really have to take a step back and and really seek to understand our parents and have compassion and, and empathy. Mm-hmm. Because they were just doing the best they could. And, you know, there's no such thing as a perfect person. And um, so, you know, as I honor my father on Father's Day, as I hope my kids honor me when I pass and they're listening to this podcast, just know that, you know, I know my dad and your dad did the best they could. Mm -hmm. Our mothers did the best they could. Um, And we shouldn't, you know... um, overly judge them mm-hmm. to seek to understand and make sure with the teachings they gave us that we don't make the same mistakes mm-hmm. that they did and that we become better than them my whole goal in life and my legacy is to beat my father to beat my mother to be better than they were because that's what they would want for me mm-hmm. so, going into father's day tomorrow honor your parents man um, understand the sacrifices they made for you and just have a little patience and um, just just love them. Just love them and accept them for who they were if they're not here anymore. I love that. Um, one thing that I'm going to pull out from what you said and I'm going to start here is betterness. I, I resented and this is a whole other episode, but I feel like I resented my mom for so many years for so many Mm -hmm. things. Um, And while I resented my mom, I held my dad at higher esteem, not realizing that individually they were both broken people um, who was looking for healing and was looking for a way out and was looking for a betterness of life the best way they knew how. So Mm -hmm. while my dad may have been the one with the more accolades and, you know, more decorated than my mom with awards and contributions and all of that kind of stuff, it didn't make him better than her. They chose different paths. And my mom chose the better, the best path that she knew, whether I agreed, disagreed with her relationships or how that might've affected me. 
it wasn't until I got married and it wasn't until my dad passed away that I was able to forgive her and understand that there's some dynamics in marriage where you wish that a person would walk away or why did you treat them that way or why did you accept treatment that way? Right. It's it's what they knew and everybody has a desire to be better and a hope that things would get better. Um, exactly. And so I think that I'm walking into Father's Day with that same um, ideology that they did the best that they knew how and my responsibility is to no longer blame them or victim blame myself because now I'm a whole adult. I can't say that, oh, I'm mean, I'm nasty, I'm broken, I'm this, I'm that because of what my father did. He's long gone. So who's left to blame? Right. Right. And so um, another part of that is I'm no longer broken. You are not broken if you didn't have the ideal life or the ideal situation. And now there's some exceptions with abuse and all of that kind of stuff, <laughs> you know, that that deeper wounds um, exist. But at the end of the day, you are not your past. You are not broken because you lacked certain things in life. And we can make the decision to forgive and be better. Exactly. And I think if there's any definition to closure, mm-hmm. that you know, it, it, that I would say that it, it helps you move on and heal mm-hmm. is that forgiveness. Mm. And it, it what's forgiveness for you may not be for me and vice versa. So I do believe that we, we have to get to that point. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be packaged up in a pretty bow. But once you experience it, you know it. Yeah, you know it. Yeah, well, I love this. Thank you so much, B. Um, I can't wait for the next episode where we will give you a little insight to the amazingness that was Berna J. Nottage. Um, and then we will unpack from there. There you go. Okay. And and the message is for us is just positivity. Yeah. Uh, we're going to highlight, you know, we're going to be real, though. Yeah. And transparent. <laughs> like not, yeah, it'll be transparent. It's not going to be. Uh, you know, uh, just a uh, a fake show, man. This is going to be real. But uh, I hope that everybody listening gets something from it. And, you know, even if it touches one person, one heart, uh, that's the goal. That's the goal. Figure out a way. Um, I don't know who's going to be listening or how far it's going to go. But if people have any respectable questions um, on how we have navigated life, and again, wanting to uphold the the legacy of our father and honor him even in his death. Um, this is not a whole gossip session where you know you want to know about this isn't that's not what this is, right? But right. it's about us healing by telling our story in hopes that other people heal from you know whatever their father fractures or brokenness are. Um, so maybe we can come up with like an email address or something like that that people can send questions to if if it evolves into that um one thing i am excited about is bringing the cousins on and maybe even our spouses that would be fun yeah 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 and (laughs) and, and their their perspectives and how they've dealt with us too right i mean um because i'm complicated man Mm -hmm. like like no other Mm -hmm. it's a special person to be with somebody like me yeah i'll just be like straight up (laughs) so so uh so uh and i know I've met Chad. He's a great guy, man. So I know he got to be a special mm-hmm. person uh, to deal with somebody like you. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I can't wait to get into it. And, and you know, and and 
and um, I also can't wait to extend this beyond just me and you because the story is bigger than just me and you. Um, there, there's so many, so many avenues to this thing. But I'm excited, um, and I can't wait to continue on, and uh, I look forward to sharing and talking with you and uh, getting feedback too from the audience as well. Uh, I can't wait for that also. So, thank you, Sasha, for. Uh, everything that you you do you're you're an amazing person um and i know you've been pushing on for quite a while actively involved in your community actively involved in many different avenues and have a lot of respect and i can learn from you so looking forward to this same and i will i do want to tell the people how you got on me for sleeping in today can we just talk oh, yeah. about that before we go because yeah yeah so so my so look um i get up at six o'clock every morning, even on the weekends, because I figured if I'm gonna get up and work for uh, for other people, I'm gonna get up on my own and enjoy my entire Saturday and Sunday. Like, <laughs> like that's what I live for is Saturdays and Sundays. Uh, so we had an appointment at 11 o'clock and I just purposely didn't call you because I wanted to see how long it was gonna take for you to call me. So DJ thing to do. And you didn't call. Um, so at 11.17, I called you and you told me some excuse about you fixing your website, which has nothing to do with what <laughs> you probably So what? as we move forward, let's be on time. Okay. Uh, and and our word is our bond, right? Absolutely. So, uh, you know, and, and you can hold me accountable to that too. So, so God, my father is gone, but clearly the spirit of him lives on. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, had, because I'm yeah. going to enjoy my Saturday morning. But you know what? <laughs> there is some wisdom in what you shared because yeah. I honestly am most productive in the morning. I will give you that. Yeah. Um, however, I may not wake up at six o'clock on a Saturday morning, but I might give you eight o'clock or nine o'clock. So that's a <laughs> compromise, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So, hey, let's wrap this up. Yeah. Uh, take, take us away. All right. Well, thank you for listening in to our first episode of He Said, She Said, a story told by a brother and sister who shared the same father and a man neither of them ever really knew. So we will see you guys shortly for our second episode. All right.